Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi guys, Johnny Cochran here. Get your brand on board with our pod with a sponsorship campaign and get into the earphones of 100,000 plus highly engaged parents within our show and across ACAS, other famous podcasts. I'll even come up with a creative for you. Get in touch via producerpool.co.uk and we'll have a chat about how it works. The How's Your Father podcast with Johnny Cochran. And now, here's Johnny. Hello and welcome to the How's Your Father podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things fatherhood. Now, if you listen to the podcast, you will know that I'm always joined by a sensational guest to illuminate the world of fatherhood and parental care, if you will. But this episode's a little bit different because for the first time, I'm not joined by one guest. I'm joined by two guests, Double Trouble, and it's none other than the parental podcast royalty, the Scummy Mummies! Hooray! Finally, they say. They wanted not one but two women. That's it. We're like fucking buses. (laughs) Two Two for the price of one. Oh, my God. Exactly. And, of course... It's good that there's two of us because we've only we've only got we've sort of got half of the number of jokes of normal. You know what it's like, <laughs> Johnny. You've been in a double axe. You I only have to be half as funny if there's two. That's of us. right. You do, but he's not here anymore, and I'm struggling. So thanks for helping me out today. <laughs> Between us, we should be on about one and a half jokes. It's ideal. So mm. uh, that's great. That's, um, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Uh, this is a real privilege for us. Um, uh, you know, the fact is, is I always like to get people on the party who are going to, you know, illuminate, as I say, the world of uh, parental, well, pe- parenting in general, okay? And I... I'm afraid you've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who, who, who now? What now? What? Apparently we're supposed to know about parenting, Helen. Oh, what is he talking about, Ellie? Shit. <laughs> I can't remember how many kids I've got. No. That was going to be my first question, actually, to lead in with. You are both parents, and uh, how many par- how many kids, I should say, do you each have? Um, I've got two currently. Um, one is nine and one is 12. Excellent. Yes. And oh, I'm yes. also, I've got a nine-year-old boy as well. Uh, and is that is that mine or yours in the background? I can hear That's, someone Ma- shouting. Matilda, I'm on a podcast. I can't talk to you for another 20 minutes. <laughs> That's it. ambience. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I've got a six-year-old as well who who never stops talking. So mostly about Spider-Man. So it's uh, it's hard times here. Yeah. I, I I can't wait for those days because I, I love Spider-Man as well. Helen, when you when you said you've got two children currently, um, that would in, I would infer that either you're going to just get rid of one of them because you've had enough, or you've got another one on the way. So uh, are we in uh, either of those? I, well, look, you know, I'm single uh, and, uh, you know, I'm 42, so I could possibly, I could do with Cherie Blair and just pop one out when I'm 45. <laughs> you never know. Uh, this so. is the, the spin-off of the How's Your Farmer podcast, How's Your Farmer Dating. So here we go. If you're interested, uh, <laughs> right, do get now, in touch. <laughs> do get in touch. Uh, literally, we like the comments. literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're post, we're post um, May 17, so we can hug each other, so it's fine. But, you there know. we go. Um, now, so uh, you've, you've both been also parenting through lockdown, and one of the things that we've focused on at different times on the How's Your Father podcast is the pressures of well, parenting when you're locked in a cabin with these wonderful cherubs. Um, but just just broadly, how, how have you found uh, the change in dynamic between parenting in normal times and being locked in with your children? Oh, that's a good. That is a good question. It obviously intensifies things. Um, I've decided not to worry about nutrition uh, or screen time or manners or rules and, and, and that that has served me well Johnny so that's that's good we're all alive and that's that's nice and we appear to have two cats as well so we, we that's that, that that was a welcome um you know it's always good to have more mouths to feed more shit to clean up so yeah don't do that kids don't get cats uh <laughs> how about you Ellie you're you're you 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 managed it very well I thought well I'm outsourced a lot of it to my my husband um because he's he works he works in IT but he works on contracts so when the first lockdown happened he didn't have a job um so I was like well I've got to do scummy mummies I've got to run you know got to rebook got to rebook this tour for 10 years time whatever it is and and keep it all going so you're just going to have to do all the things so he was like "Uh, okay but he couldn't really argue with it so I was very lucky in that respect um but the first lockdown yeah it felt so it was I was right it felt not a holiday exactly and I know lots of people have a horrible time so I I don't want to you know I, I was very lucky I would say I got really really into um drinking at lunchtime and uh, so we and we and then we decided to watch all of the Marvel films in the stupid order that nerds say you have to watch. And I'm a nerd, so I've embraced that. Um, so we watched all. We used to just drink and watch Marvel. Films. I mean, the kids didn't drink alcohol, obviously, to my knowledge. But they, you know, they make enough noise. You'd think they were pissed most of the time, but apparently not. <laughs> so it was all right. Yeah. Um, so so you, you kind of touched on it there as well, um, Ellie, um, with regards to your dynamic with your husband, I think you said, um, your husband and, and how the uh, parental care is usually divided between you. How did you come to decide on that? Was it something that just kind of naturally happened or are there some things that your husband has always kind of done or, or didn't want to get involved in? No, he's he's always been pretty good and I think that's that's partly because we can't, we sort of had that whole conversation happily um, before before the whole banana. So we were together for quite a few years um, before we had kids and we, we actually split up for two years. I say split up, you know what I mean? We stayed living in the same house for a year and then for another year, there were a lot of nights at the pub uh, <laughs> that ended up at someone's flat. 
<laughs> it was all, you know, but it's a technically we were split up. But one of the reasons we split up was because, you know, I was like, he was, he used to, oh, he used to, he used to smoke a lot of, shall we say, um, herbal cigarettes in those days. And um, <laughs> I used to, you know, I, I said to him once, I said, I don't know that I can, I, I want to have kids and I don't know that I can do it with you because you don't get up before 3 p.m. And as I understand it, children, <laughs> you know, they get up quite early and, and you know, you're, he would literally do things like, if if he ran, we didn't have a dishwasher, and if we ran out of clean mugs, he would just make tea in a Pyrex jug, you know. <laughs> or I'd go to America on a business trip, and I'd come back, and the dinner that I'd cooked the night before would still be sitting there. And I was just, honestly, I just said to him, I can't, I can't, I'll have a baby, I can't do it with you because you're a moron. Um, so, <laughs> but Rita, so, she married him. Rita, I married him. <laughs> But he sorted his act out. And one of the conditions of getting back together was, you know, stop, just stop. Well, stop being a prick, basically. Uh, so, so yeah, we did iron out a lot of those issues, I think, before, you know. But we still have issues. It's not like, you know, everybody does, don't they? I don't know anyone who doesn't, really. No, um, Ellie, I've never asked you this before. And, you know, we've... we've, we've I've told you, the- I just like the penises, Helen. I'm not into it. <laughs> I'm not into it. Yeah, you say you've never asked me. The number of times you put a hand on my thigh in the back of a taxi, <laughs> we all know where it's going. Yeah, that's usually when I when I tap on you when I'm going about to spew out the window. Usually that means <laughs> open open the, my rucksack. I'm about to vomit on my own headphones. That's what that means. Sorry, well, Helen, these, what were you going to ask me? These are these are the replacement headphones, the ones I speed on but i was gonna say because we, i i you know i have heard that story before about asking pete to change did he ask you to change anything in the agreement mm. <laughs> <laughs> he was on he was on weak footing yeah <laughs> i'm trying to think because no because after the after the two years of sort of in and out literally <laughs> um he he, we, we decided to split up properly and we agreed we wouldn't see each other for a month. And he, he mm. lasted three weeks um, before he turned up on my doorstep with a 10-page letter. Um, basic, which He could have just written a limerick that said, I promise not to be a prick anymore. But he'd written a 10-page letter because, as I say, he smoked a lot of herbal cigarettes at the time. Um, and I don't remember there being anything in it saying, and also, you know, you shouldn't be you should have a fucking go at me all the time which would have been a reasonable a reasonable statement to be fair to be fair to him I can just, it, I'm just imagining him drinking that cup of tea out of the Pyrex dish you know <laughs> just writing this limerick like this will get her back dairy and milk man um, Helen with, with, with your um, um, uh, partner or, or whatever the situation is I didn't even ask before I come on the pod uh, that should have been a better way of leading in but uh, with your children's father did you have a pre nuptial agreement when it came to uh, parental yeah. care and how it would be divided did you actually leave him because he was so shit at washing up a, a no, treaty of a sigh that has to get signed yeah uh no, and I wish I had a, a prenup for many things, for many reasons. Um, but no, I um, we we sort of divided things up, kind of. Uh, well, it wasn't divided up equally, but it, you know, the, the division of labour kind of depended on who was home, which was often me, because um, I work from home being a comedian and that that sort of thing. So yeah, but now it's better because now I have my children full on five days a week and then two days a week I'm an absolute hoe so that's that, that, that's, 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 so that is great and I really recommend it so and so I think you know in some respects 
becoming single just before lockdown was a blessing because I would do all of the homeschooling and all of the, you know, screen time and biscuits. And then all the weekend I had to myself. So I actually had some time away from my kids. And that was one of the things a lot of people in relationships were saying, fuck, I see my husband every single day and we don't get a break from each other. You can't go anywhere. But I, you know, I was by myself in the house. So even though I couldn't see anyone, um, you know, I had a break from it. So that was that was kind of good anyway, just to cry and drink. Um, but <laughs> Ellie's on the lunchtime drinking, you know, I mean, you could get on board. Yeah, that's, I, I sort of did it in a 40 hour, 48 hour block, uh, which was great. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, it was weird because I did become separated just before lockdown. So I was sort of in a state of shock. But um, but it was quite good in a way because I couldn't go anywhere. I just hung out my jogging bottoms and, and just, um, yeah, completed Netflix. So that was great. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that, that was the ambition I, I did as well. But I with my, well, now 19-month-old, I have nowhere near completed Netflix. I can't complete episodes. The guy's no. just kick it if he sen- if he senses it's got like a spider sense. If he senses any enjoyment, he will just start bringing out the big guns, big whales that you just can't ignore. You know, because as a bit of a precursor to you coming on the pod, I did actually um, go onto your pod at one point, or, or or at an event I was interviewed. This is how we, in fact, met at a festival, and yeah. uh, I was due to be a dad at that point, so. Uh, and I remember you interviewing me, you two, and there were just many kind of evil cackles, like you <laughs> knew what was coming for me, you know, a very knowledgeable uh, a, a laugh on a, on a few occasions. And now I ha- have an idea of what you were talking about. So, yeah, I'm in that gang now, guys. I am in the gang. I, I-, I recognise. Um, but is, yeah. it, is it very different to what you thought it would be, Johnny? Um, I it's to be honest, it's not. It's not wildly di- different, but it, it it's like um, you, you don't know any. You don't know it until you actually feel it. You know, it like until you feel a lack of sleep and you're really, really tired. Until you feel the joy of holding your baby for the first time. Until you feel you know the frustration of. To be honest, I hadn't really clued in or, or, or lined up the pandemic being locked in a house for a year at that point when I was trying to imagine what it was like. But I've gone with it. I've gone with it at this stage, just rolling with the punches. Um, but, you know, the, uh, Labour was a bit of a tricky one for me. And that Not me. I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, but it was a bit traumatic, even for myself. Um, and I wanted to ask you both as well, in terms of the whole experience of Labour, for you both, what was your husband's role in uh, that, in terms of supporting you? Were they good? And had you, again, had a kind of pre-talk setting up what they would do and how they could support you, or were they just kind of like, yeah, just crack on with it? Ellie, would you like to go first? Well, I think you've got the best, <laughs> best stories about this one, but I'm happy to if you like. You go, you go. Yeah, first. I'll go first because your story's better. Um, yeah, no, I think I think it was it was all right. That my my the the low the sort of my husband did make with with the second. So my second baby was premature. He was born nine weeks early. So that was a fucking shit show. Any which way you look, there was nothing anyone could have done to make that any better. And my husband was very nice and and held my hand and all of that with the cesarean. So that was fine. Um, the first birth though was the normal out the front out the flaps and uh he um he was mostly good there was a low point when i was um 
I was rushed to hospital in an ambulance having been at home. My midwife was very keen on a home birth and I kept saying, no, I just want to go to hospital, please. I just quite like some drugs and some knives and some medically trained <laughs> professionals. That's fine. Um, and I got there too late to have an epidural um, in the end. So I was rushed to an ambulance and we went into the room and uh, they had the radio on and they were playing um, uh, Living on a Prayer, I think. <laughs> And Pete Calm was like, your nerves. whoa, we're halfway there. <laughs> and he said, the look on my face. And he just turned to the doctor and said, um, can we turn the radio off, please? Uh, <laughs> so that was that was local. But Helen had some absolutely stellar moments, didn't you? Yes, I did. So I had two home births. Um, so both my children were born. Uh, it does make you a very good person, Johnny. I think you're <laughs> yeah. I excel in birth. Um, yeah. I just got a really stretchy vag. But, um, um, <laughs> I've been told. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I had two home births and they were both in, in pools, in, in, in the lounge, etc. But, uh, yeah, I my ex-husband was quite precious. Let's just put it nicely and other P words. Um, and halfway through my lay, he turned to me and said I'm really tired and I was like are you are you, t- are you tired while well, I was like on all fours <laughs> mooing going Ugh! and then he's like yeah I-, I did a full day's work and then was like stretching out and wanting a massage and I was like oh fucking hell what have I done and can't put this baby back in there um, <laughs> so yeah so that was really nice um, yeah so he was he was pretty close to useless um, and uh, yes and, and was just thinking of himself but two very nice births I had two and very not, two very very nice babies um, and uh, yes uh, when I delivered the placenta after the because that's the, the third stage isn't it or the fourth stage um, I glamorously uh, dropped it on a Tesco carrier bag in my lounge. So that was very nice. So um, you're welcome, the listener who's eating their spaghetti bolognese right now. Um, uh, not anymore. <laughs> uh, How yeah. many club car points do you get for that, fucker? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, but I, I, you know, I was very lucky that, you know, I could do it at home. And um, but the, the, the very exciting fact about Ellie and I and our midwives is we had the same one. Mm. So, oh. yeah. That is impressive. Yeah. And our boys were, uh, were born 11 days apart. So, yes, she looked up both of us within the side of a fortnight. So <laughs> we didn't know each other then. We didn't know each other. It was just a random no. chance. So, yeah. Yeah. So that oh, was did, that. She not, did she not no. match you up then, though? Did, no, we, did, we no. didn't know each other. We'd never met. So oh, we no. just found it out years later after we became friends. So, oh, yeah. Well, maybe it was just in, written, in the, written in the stars at that point once the midwife had seen you both in uncompromising positions like used to should be mates yeah let's you know get that going let's get some kind of zodiac stuff going so you know uh helen you just said there about um well you know there's gonna be a lot of dads listening to this who will know because most dads would know that you don't (laughs) stand by as your partner is in full labor and even dare utter the words "I'm tired." You just don't do that shit. That's, no, that is a that, that's a that's a bit. Yeah, Johnny that's Helen's. Cool. I mean, if I may speak for you, Helen, you can contradict me. Helen's ex-husband said and did a lot of things that most men wouldn't do. Johnny, let's just say that. <laughs> um, well, I was going to kind of go on to that point and just be like, <laughs> from both of you, if you had any other kind of mistakes that in your opinion, um, whether from experience or just observations, do you think dads make 
quite a quite a lot. There's there's just mistakes that they don't necessarily need to, but it's just a commonly made mistake for fathers. Um, I, you know, how long you got? Uh, no, <laughs> but I, I think, I think acknowledging how hard it is to be with a child all day, that I think that's a common thing. And that's what I hear from, you know, my own personal experience. But if you've been with, especially if you've been with a baby and a toddler all day, that's absolutely knackering. And, um, and, and just, uh, I think, you know, if you're the working parent and you're out all day, it is different. It's a different kind of tired to actually looking after a toddler and making sure they're not killing themselves all day. Like, that's exhausting. And my top tip would be if you've been at work all day and your partner's been with the kids, do not come in and say to that partner, the first thing you say is, oh, no, not pasta for dinner again. That, that would be my top tip. Say, hello, darling, can I take the baby? Better thing to say. Um, that would that would also be maybe advice. just just off the top of my head. Don't say if you're like you know in the middle of a global pandemic and you're stuck at home and your wife's trying to you know be economical and use up shit in the house. Don't go. Oh, this banana bread's a bit bananary, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sorry, that's my top tip. And that was just off the top of your head, yeah. Off completely, head. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't know who that. Do you know it's it's brilliant. Uh, like that, they, they're amazing. Both very good points. All the dads should be listening to those. You shouldn't be making those mistakes. But it's funny you say that as well, Helen, because um, the way the pandemic's uh, kind of gone about, I mean, don't get me wrong, the kind of um, gender roles in terms of parenting are, are different these days anyway. And I found myself in a situation where my wife is certainly more of the breadwinner. She works all day and I take a lot more, um, not complete care of my child, but mostly I, I'm responsible. And uh, it, it, I, I, I certainly think a lot of dads would benefit from, you know, really rejigging their thoughts around that because until you really take on that kind of, you, you know, you're the primary caregiver, you don't really get it. And even my, my wife doesn't come home from work because she's in the spare room, but she comes downstairs bouncing down. Oh, it's a tough day. And it's like, listen, a minute ago, I nearly tipped out. All right, all right. I, ne- I nearly tapped out with this kid. He's he's doing it. He looks me in the eye, right? He looks me in the eye these days. He closes the door and he goes by, right? And he and then in, in the time it takes me to get through that door, he has like he's climbing on the TV. <laughs> What's going on with you, mate? You know, he knows. He's got a spider sense for dangerous stuff. So. Mm. Basically, my nerves are frayed these days, and and I've got to say that for all the dads that are maybe in that, you know, they're the working parent, you cannot underestimate how difficult it is. And and, and for nothing else, it's the lack of variation I found as well. It's just Mm. the monotony of it all. You know, I can now just recite the full transcript of Hey Dougie episodes. Like, I just know (laughs) all of the... I mean, some great characters, really quite deep characters, particularly Choo Choo. But, um, you know, uh, in general, like, I I do... I maybe underestimated the the strain, uh, mental strain it would be if you are taking kind of sole care or or primary care uh, of the children. And, uh, yeah, and that's something for all dads out there. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. We kind of talked a little bit there about common mistakes being made, but what do you think, and this is a very broad question now, ladies, but what do you think it takes to be a good dad in the kind of modern age? I I think you have to be... Um, be there for your child obviously and when I say there I think these days the big issue for for I would say both of us to be honest to be fair is um, like it's all very well we have endless rounds with them about screen time they're six and nine so they're in it but also being not on our screens as well when they're in the room and because Helen and I because a lot of our job is on Instagram that often in my head that's like an excuse oh it's work I've got to post this because it's work and stuff like that and um, I've been reading a lot of stuff about you know the the danger that can be basically and we're teaching the kids that there's this thing that that's more interesting than them now here's my thing with that the problem is sometimes it fucking is do you know what I mean if my son is telling me the entire plot of Avengers Endgame for the 14th time today I would rather look look, look at a funny picture of, you know, a monkey drinking a cup of tea that my mates just sent me. That's more interesting to me. So that's the challenge I've had. And, and I think for, for both of us, I get really narky if I if I go upstairs or I'm coming up from work and Pete's in the room with the kids on his phone. And then he goes, yeah, but you do that. And I go, that's not the issue here. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's something that we've found. But I think generally, I think it's, I mean, we, we go on about the mental load all the time, don't we, Helen? And Pete's mm. had enough fucking chat with me about that. But <laughs> but kind of seeing what your kids need and not expecting your, your partner to tell you what they need or to, you know, it's, it's not it's not good enough to kind of go, what can I do? What can I do? Well, look look around and, and or just take the initiative and go, I'm going to take them to the park so you can, you know, I don't know, watch Trisha and fiddle with yourself, as Steve Hill would say. I don't know, Helen, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was it was funny you should say things like that. Like, I, I was going, went for a run uh, on Saturday and I saw all these dads 
in the playground and I thought this is a good sign this is a either mm. there's a mum at home or a or a male partner another dad at home having a rest or they're separated and their ex-wife is fucking a young lover and I thought they're two great <laughs> outcomes yeah <laughs> they had two good outcomes whatever happened there is a dad looking after some kids in a park and someone's having a break so I, I think I think that is a very big key and recognizing that you know if you've had the kids all week it's really nice to have the Saturday off I know you're tired from work but it's a different kind of tired and that mental load just not having to worry about um every job just because it just sort of is easier just to let your your wife go through the list is is really important um um I think I think things like being emotionally available and also showing your emotions and and saying it's okay to be sad and it's okay to be angry and you don't have to be happy all the time all those sort of things are really good um so yeah yeah that that they're all good elements of being a good dad I think and um yeah I don't know I, I think with my, I think because I've got a very good relationship with my dad, despite the fact he is insane. Um, <laughs> if you, so my dad roadies for us sometimes as well. So he drives us around the country and and come just tells us the world's shittest jokes and stuff like that. Um, he's much loved by our Instagram followers, much to our annoyance. Um, yes. But when I think back to how well, how did we get there? I kind of think well. We had shared interests, but also that we had interests that were just for me and my dad. So we would, he taught me how to play chess and we would play board games together and then video games. And and there was stuff I would do with him that I would just do with him. And that was stuff I would do with my mum as well. And and I think if you can have something like that, like for my, for my son, my big son, it's been football. And then for the little son, it's been a uh, fucking Spider-Man. So <laughs> it's... <laughs> But I think that can be, if you can find something that you can tolerate, that you're interested in, that, that's just, it doesn't have to be about your partner as well. I think that can actually be quite healthy. And it gives your partner a break because I'm not going to see Man City. Piss off. <laughs> yeah. no. Shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have to. This, no. is, this has been so <laughs> illuminating, by the way. And not least, uh, the fact that really got me interested was the idea of watching Trisha and having a fiddle with yourself. I didn't know that that... <laughs> Was something that people did. Uh, that's all right. That attractive woman. She is an attractive woman. My, but, uh... She's lovely. <laughs> he, my friend Steve Hill, who is our, one of our other roadies, will always say, if like if one of us is late, he'll say, "What have you been doing? Watching Trisha and flicking yourself off." I don't know why he thinks that's what women do. <laughs> I don't uh, think Trisha's still on him. the TV. To be fair, you know, but no, I like no, him. I like that reference. No. <laughs> um... <laughs> Trisha and a flick. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Trish Flick and Jill. Uh, I like that. Um, so, <laughs> so in terms of, um, we, we kind of touched on it a bit as well. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to peek behind the curtain here. Producer Paul always tells me that I always say in terms of, and I've just done it again. I must have done it for about the 19th time. So he's going to have a lot of work editing that out. Uh, or maybe leave that one in because I've referenced it. So let's move on. In terms of... It's your catchphrase. Uh, it's a catchphrase, Johnny. Yes. It's going on a T-shirt, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's your merch. We've got our merch sorted. Here we go. Um, but we, we've touched on it. And you, you, when you talk about your dynamics in your cu respective couples or, or previous couples, um, how do you, if there is advice to um, not fall into that trap of just both becoming parents and maintaining... so. This is the How's Your Father podcast, but if there are husbands, you know, the the fathers that are husbands as well, how do they maintain that 
kind of relationship with their partner um, as much as being a good dad at the same time? Um, we used to do a sketch in our um, uh, live show about um, keeping your sex life alive, uh, you know, during during <laughs> long-term relationships. And we used to talk about, about foreplay, which is no longer nipple twiddling and ear sucking. It's more like wiping down the bench and... Um, <laughs> And like just just doing the dishes and and you know uh, if the if the dishwasher yeah. is open, not asking if if it's clean or not, you know shit like yeah. that. Or, or and then oh, that's like- I love that. We used to end that sketch with me simulating doing. I was the man in the sketch. I had like yes, an excellent wig, and um, I was doing Helen from behind over a washing machine, <laughs> telling her that I'd actually taken the bags in the in the car to the charity shop, and like I'd actually finished the loo roll and replaced it and emptied the catalyst. And I was tray. like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah keep yeah. going, <laughs> nearly there. And that did seem to resonate with our audience. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. So the yes. dads just need to know that basically doing stuff, being uh, productive around the house, etc., is sexy. Uh, oh, is yeah, that... it could lead all, all the holes after that, honestly. Yeah, it, any it any hole. Me. It works for me. Um, th- there's that. And, and I think for us it's been... Um, sort of understanding and sometimes having to acknowledge and remind each other that, you know, relationships are up and down, you know, and and you can just have a bit of a shit time for a bit because you're both knackered because the baby's not sleeping or because one of you's having, or both of you's having a shit time at work or, you know, there's stuff. And it's about kind of sometimes you have to go, this is actually, this is shit at the moment, but let's acknowledge it and talk about it. And that won't magically make it better, but at least we're still on the same page in terms of, hopefully this will get better. And sometimes it doesn't. But um, yeah, I think sometimes, I remember Pete telling me once he told his dad that he thought things were a bit shit. And I was really, I was initially quite annoyed because I was like, well, what do you mean? Everything's fine. And Pete's just like, well, yeah, but we're just a bit nagy with each other. And I was like, yeah, but I'm fucking exhausted all the time. And I just thought that was normal, (laughs) normal bickering. (laughs) And then the minute he kind of said, no, I've been quite worried about it. I was like, oh shit. And I started to notice it more. And, you know, I think we both, he felt a bit better because he wasn't so sort of stressed about it. And I was, you know, perhaps a bit less of a twat. So (laughs) he should have got in the prenup, you know, you had your your non-negotiable, get it in there. This is it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That despite the prenup chat earlier, I, I I do I do give a shit, and I perhaps sometimes, very rarely, now and again, accidentally, am occasionally at some fault, <laughs> <laughs> but never to the same degree or consistency. Yeah. No, no. I mean, you're human, but a very good one. So it's uh, mainly- I'm, I'm I'm the best one in this situation. <laughs> I am the best one. Um, so uh, uh, in terms of your partners like the the change in them if you would or or ex-partner sorry Helen um, the change in them you saw from pre-child to post-children what changes did you experience as their partners both positively and negatively and I'm talking maybe you know on an emotional level and even in terms of yeah behaviourally what what they might be getting up to oh that's a, i mean that's a, a, t- a tough one but obviously there was there was a big change because obviously the dynamic from being you know you're everything 
and there are only two people in the house and all the attention goes to the, your husband to then having someone who needs more attention, i.e. the child, and, uh, you know, needs you to be available for them 24-7, that they have to take a back seat when it comes to the pecking order of need. And And I think, you know, hypothetically speaking, some men don't deal with that very well. And that, you know, it's like, oh, how come you're, you know, how come you're this and how come you're that? Or why is why is the baby getting all the attention? And some men will go, oh, well, that's fair enough because that's what's needed. And others will be quite pissed off. Yeah, because so they're just decent that. human beings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm just saying, like hypothetically speaking. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. 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 And so I think that can be a real uh, emotional thing. And also that you, you don't, you're not up for sex all the time anymore and then that and that changes but it can it can come back again and that that can piss people off as well like that but again as ellie said it is ups and downs not just in and outs <laughs> <laughs> i like that that's gonna be a do you know what if i can steal that i might put that on the next bit of merch you know it's gonna be, in terms of and it's ups and downs not just in and outs dads hashtag yeah. But never round the back, as we say <laughs> in our house. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the young ones really like that, Illy. That's very popular. I know. Oh, it's I very remember. popular. I was 21 once. That was when, uh, you know, when I was dating, Helen, pornography had just been invented. It was quite the thing. <laughs> oh, quite I know. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked with the young ones. The ones in their 20s, they're all up for everything. Mm. And they're all, oh, it's like gymnastics. <laughs> mm. <laughs> If, you, if there are any young dads listening, honestly, yeah, stop doing that. Dreadful, <laughs> dreadful. I mean, look, if you like it, do it. But, you know, oh, you know, it's a lot of effort, isn't it? I know. My friend said, oh, I like to save it up for my wedding day because I wanted it to be special. <laughs> <laughs> we had, Helen, do you remember? Is this too much, Johnny? This might be too much. No, go it for it. Go, I mean, we, most dads now it? know that whenever they're having, having sex with their wife or partner, she's thinking about Trisha anyway, so go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you this, right? So um, so we do a, a hugely successful uh, comedy tour of the UK, which, funny enough, is beginning again this July, actually, Johnny, thanks for asking. Um, so we're <laughs> going to take our show back. And so what we do at all of our shows, which are often sold out, um, what we do is we get the audience, we give them all a card and a pen, and we get them to write down a scummy mummy or scummy daddy, because we do get dads coming along, we get them to write down a confession. And we've had some absolute gems over the years, but one of my favourites was, do you remember this, Helen? She said... She let her husband do her up the bum on Christmas Eve <laughs> so that on Christmas Day she could say she was just too uncomfortable to stand up for very long and he would have to do the Brussels sprouts and peel the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not making this up. Not, ma- this is not a, making this is- up. Not making up. This is the thing. Did she about win, Helen? Did she win the competition? She did. Mm. Yeah, because the people were just so, I think, well, in awe that she would literally take one up the back so she didn't yeah. have to do do so, the, the yeah. Christmas dinner. Oh, she came on stage and had a little chat about it. So, yeah, it was I lovely. thought when you said, did she win, Helen, you were talking about in that trade-off. Did, did she win, you know? <laughs> I, um, you know, it's like, <laughs> what, just to not cook Brussels? I mean... No, I remember she came on stage and did it. Is this right? Helen's got a better memory yeah. than me always, but I think she came on stage because we give them a crown and a bottle of Prosecco and all this, the crown and the scummiest mummy. And um, she was like, oh, yeah, it was wasn't so bad really it was probably just about worth it 
Nice. Oh, I love that. Oh um, so, uh, um, don't get me wrong, we, we are going to more than move to opportunities to plug everything right at the end. But before we do plug. that... <laughs> oh, love it. You've, you've, I didn't even see that one, to be fair. So thank you, Helen. Uh, my involuntary joke. Uh, but, um you can don't worry you can just you can cut it all out you can just trim it later rim it trim it rim it we got some puns going we're cooking yeah. <laughs> um so no we we've got a feature which is a standard on this podcast it's an opportunity where you guys could give offer some advice to the dads listening okay and a little feature we call get your tips out for the dads okay and i will be singing the intro uh, okay Okay, right, so get your tips out, get your tips out, get your tips out for the dads, scummy mummies. I love that, Johnny. I love oh, that there's so no... Good. The, Helen stopped doing it lately, but in the old days you used to do theme tunes, didn't you, for I us, did. that never had I... any backing music or anything. <laughs> no. I love it. No. I really enjoyed it. I need it. to bring that back, actually. Yeah. That gave me a lot of, a lot of joy. Thank you. Um, yeah, tips. I like Tips. Uh, well, obviously, if your wife uh, sidles up to you on Christmas Eve and says, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, no, I think I get again, I, I bang out on about this all the time," but but the mental load, don't you know? I think lots of men are really well-meaning and they really want to help, and they are good dads and they are good men, but they, you know they think the best way to do that is to kind of go oh what should i do or what do you need me to do and and that that can be very exhausting if you've been up all night with a baby or if you've already done you know um and it's it's hard because i think sometimes we just have different ways of thinking and i don't know if that's even a gender thing i think you know you know even between me and helen you know one of us is tidier than the other so i think it's about walking into a room and some people don't see stuff in the same way so yeah. i think my my tip would be and if my husband's listening this is a very very strong <laughs> tip that i sincerely believe in um yeah get, like rather before you go what can i do or shall i put a wash on or you know don't make your partner do the emotional labor of thinking about that and working out and prioritizing just go just go and do the dishwasher and for an extra tip when you've done it do not ask for a fucking medal. <laughs> <laughs> do not expect a round of applause. Do not expect to do it up the bum. Just quietly move no, on with your that. life. Just move on with your life, sir. Um, I would say, I would say, um, never say to your wife, I was going to buy you some flowers, but then I didn't. <laughs> I, would, I would, I would, I would highly recommend. Or uh, I bought you a present, and then the present was half a packet of mince pies from work. I, I think, I think <laughs> that's all I got, Ellie. That, that's that's quite that's strong. Two very good life hacks, Helen. You should put that on Pinterest. Oh, I have the sad, saddest thing is the first one you said there. I've actually done before. The oh, I, I was going to buy you flowers, but then I didn't. I have done that. <laughs> So uh, I hold my hands up and I'm I'm going to take this tip for the dads and I'm going to imbue it into my life now. I, I'm not making that same mistake again. I won't no, necessarily don't. buy flowers, but I just won't ever talk about my decision making. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's yeah, genuinely uh, better not to do it, to say anything, honestly. Yeah, just shut yeah. up. 
<laughs> or can I do can I do the the um, birthday card example? I was me? hoping you would. Mate. I was really hoping because this Boy, is my favourite one. This is an absolutely stellar tip, Johnny. I'm surprised you don't see this on this morning with Fern and Phil. No Fern's not on it anymore. Okay. Go yeah. ahead, Helen. Okay, so for for a birthday, um, and this is in my upcoming book. Actually, uh, my ex husband wrote once wrote in a card. Here are the top five reasons I love you. Great strong start, Johnny. Will you agree? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's on fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. If you're nitpicking, you can say, oh, just just the five. Right. Okay, that's fine. Top, but carry top on. Five, yeah, yeah. top five. Yes, better than better than nothing, as we've just discussed. Better than <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go on, Helen. And then beneath that, he wrote two things. Uh, why love me? And then wrote underneath that. Oh, sorry, I couldn't think of any more. Lots of love. That guy. Oh. Um, so that was the card that he presented to me. So, so A. Oh God. A. Why, why write that? B. Um, why give it to the person? And, oh, and C. Dear. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. So, so that that would be my top tip. That would oh, be mate, are you sure you don't want to get back together? Oh, I was going to say <laughs> the best thing about this is he's an ex, and he des- he's got what he deserves. What an absolute trash bag. That's um, oh, not quite yet, but he will one day. <laughs> there we go. That's a, that sounded watching. like a promise there. Yeah, that's a, mm, or, um, or a threat. So yeah. like, no. It's not a threat. It's not a threat. <laughs> Legally, no, yeah, we'll no, stay away. But, absolutely um, not. No. Um, so, uh, ladies, you've been absolutely unbelievable and unbelievable guests on this podcast. I've been cracking up myself. It's been hard to even get the questions out. But um, can you tell our listeners who would have obviously um, just absolutely loved you on this pod where they can find you and hear more from you? Well, we have an amazing podcast called Scummy Mummies, which is out every fortnight. And you can get that from all iTunes. Um, we have a show that's going on tour from now until 2022, or just always. Or until one of us dies. <laughs> yes, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to pay my mortgage by myself now. We've got to keep touring Ellie until I'm 65. Fine. And then, uh, yeah, but we can find everything basically at scummymummies.com or at scummymummies on Instagram and Twitter. Tell yes. them about your video games, Ellie. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. <laughs> I will, but I will say you forgot to mention our award-winning podcast, Helen. We also have a podcast, but um, yes. Um, so uh, yeah, I do the video games. Uh, I've, I'm, yeah. I, now, now I'm ashamed of it. I do video games, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. So you can follow me on at Ellie Gibson on Twitter. I'm also on Twitch. Uh, which Helen doesn't understand, which I really like. I'm on Twitch at Ellie Gibson Games uh, and I'm on two times a week playing me video games. She thinks it's mental. She's right. <laughs> it's bloody brilliant. I bloody love it. It's, oh, it's good times. And I should mention I'm on Tinder. And- <laughs> <laughs> not long till Christmas. Not long till Christmas. <laughs> and your book, Helen. Are you doing your yes. book? So I've got a new book that's coming out uh, and it's called Get Divorced, Be Happy and you can pre-order it now. And it's the story of the first year of me getting separated and it's quite amazing. And Ellie writes a bit which is beautiful and is the best bit in the book really. And then there's a whole chapter on sex and wanking which you can skip to at the end. Um, So that's (laughs) like, and and my tips for online dating and what and not to do. Uh, and so, yeah, so it's it's a good book. I liked it. and It's um, brilliant. Yeah. It's I've read it and it is absolutely fantastic. And my bit is it, it's, it's exceptional. 
Yeah, Ellie's, Ellie's, that, that's the bit we'll get the award for. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I think that's it, isn't it, Ellie? So yeah, and we, we've got a shop, Scummy Mummy Shop, and you can buy uh, merchandise from there. God, this is this is half the podcast. I'm yeah. really sorry. Multimedia <laughs> no, no, no. yeah. Pop it, pop it in the show notes, Johnny. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll all be there. Do check it out. And if you haven't listened to Scummy Mummies before, then make sure that you do it now. The, I mean, these ladies are hilarious. Absolutely brilliant. And you've been wonderful guests on this podcast. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you for having us. Do you know what? You're actually the last guest of this series as well. So oh. we've ended on absolute bang. Um, yeah. So I don't think it could have it could have gone any better for a little crescendo there for this season of the House oh, of podcast. Peak. And to you guys that are listening, we will see you next time. A podcast from producer Paul UK. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.